Welcome back, listeners, to the Real Raw Flood Podcast with your host, Michael Pinky. Got a great one for you this week. Was home where I grew up this past week. Spent a few days with my sister out at the lake she's living now. No internet, no phone service, just her and I talking. And during one of our chats in the morning for breakfast, we were, we were getting really deep in conversation, so I decided to turn my phone on and record it. And this is a special one. We get into the fears that drive us every day and being self-aware and understanding sometimes the fears that we have are projected onto us. Sometimes the thought of what's projected onto us creates these fears. This is a great conversation we have. We dive really deep. Uh, as always, I love spending time with my sister because we get really deep in conversations and, and really get to the bottom of understanding each other. So tune in. You're going to love this one. Can't wait. It's all using that same weapon against you, but some can be weaponized in a good intention, intentional way. Like it could be good to use some of your fears, like you wrote that letter to him. That's, that's showing. Me dealing with my own fear. That's me saying, look. Right. I'm and showing him his too in that same letter. Yeah, but really, the leap of faith in, in, in education and or personal relationships and or product endorsement is saying, look, I have done the work. I believe what I am saying to you. Here are the reasons why. I am not attached to an outcome because I know I can't change you. What I do know is that I can model a path. I can show you an alternative route so that you don't have to take the LA highway every day that takes five hours to get to a place only 30 miles away. And I'll show you a back way that's going to be beautiful and amazing and blissful and you can play your music and it's going to be through the woods and you're going to get there faster and happier. But you have the choice whether you take that road or you take the highway. And most people are going to take the highway and because they're like the Louises and people of the world that they're, they're caught up in the bitching, they're caught up in the helplessness, they're caught up in the non-belief that there is a solution. Everybody wants to complain and be heard because they're so not validated and nobody loves them or touches them or, you know, hears them all day long because they're so overwhelmed. But the truth is, is that really... Yesterday was a simple... Nobody knows how to receive yeah, of course. the message. But yesterday was a simple example of it. We, we were joking about it, but like getting stuck behind the same person three times. Driving down the road, you mean? We were yeah, stuck behind... Yeah, I was obviously in some other alternate universe where I was just like barreling through and right. things were slowing me down. Yeah. On right. purpose. Everybody was, going, everybody was going normal speed. We were just <laughs> pushing on that speed. So... Yeah. And... Um, and most likely because we were caught up in a conversation, though. It wasn't like you were driving by yourself just but right through But is it the metaphor for our life? It's metaphor. We are going faster than the But I think the, the, biggest, the biggest message is, like we said in the car, is like, man, what, what is the person in front of us going through? 100. That's the one we never miss, and that's why we sit in well, the highway. When I pass them, I don't flip them off anymore. Right. <laughs> I just pass but them. But that's why most people in all of us choose the highway. Because we don't actually understand that everybody's going through it. But you don't have to be <laughs> upset. You can take the road and take a little longer or a little shorter and enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's just your projection of what's going on. It's like, oh, everybody's got to sit in this traffic. i got to sit all day long. I mean, every fucking day i got to drive five hours and five yeah. hours back. And then my dog doesn't get eaten. Everybody's like, yeah. 
But the other choice is like I would never, like I would make a life choice not to live in LA if that was my reality because I, I personally have enough foresight to say that would take away from my daily joy and my daily joy is way too important to me at this point in my life. Now, when I was 21, but now that's a, that's a 22, 25, exactly. I, would, I would be like, listen, i got to get to West Hollywood. <laughs> but that's, but that's talking about oh, us being in different life. versions of ourselves yeah. throughout our, our lifetime, right? Yeah. So I think... I think and I probably would have had a huge joy in those days, so yeah. it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mattered as much. <laughs> right. Like, and, and where are you driving to? Yeah. So, you know how you drive to, like, you know when you, you get your friends together and you want to take a trip, or it's like, oh, you go to Las Vegas for the first time, or you go on your birthday party? The anticipation kills all the nonsense. Yeah. Right? The, the, the flight could be delayed nine times and it got canceled. Yes, because you're with your friends and you know where you're going. Yeah. And how much it's going to be exciting. You cancel all the shit. The guy that got in front of you and pumped the brakes for nine hours, you don't care. Yeah. But when you get in a monotonous part of life where, like, it's your job every day. You wake up and you're doing the same thing every day. And you don't you're really love your job. You, hate. you don't really love it. You don't really love your husband. You, you just really love, love the house. Your yeah. yeah. You don't really. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm not. I got to go to a nine baseball game. I don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. It be, then it becomes pile on. Yeah. It becomes the pile on world. And then we take the highway and we just deal with it until it, it, it fills the jar and we can't even handle it. And I. I I think to, I think the one thing I've learned the most today is like every time I get I get filled up and I want to like you know my my mechanism is always shut down quiet down shut down when I fill up I I I go in the dark and I quiet down I shut down and, I, and in the past I've wanted to torch the whole area mm-hmm. meaning I I want to burn it all up and just leave and start somewhere else again. Like, that's where my feelings would boil to. And I, th- and I always got that to that level because I felt like I was the only one living it. I felt like I was the one, I was the only person in that situation taking that on, feeling that. And it's not true at all. It's like, today my, my clarity comes from looking out there on that boat and going, like, that's beautiful. The lake's beautiful. The boat's beautiful. This scene's beautiful. This area's beautiful. But now I'm going deeper and going, man, I wonder what that guy on that boat, like, what's his day like? Is he actually having as much fun as that looks? Is he out there trying to escape a world he hates? Well, is he, he on is his he 15th day of radiation. Well, I mean, exactly. Yeah. We have zero clue. Yeah, that's his bucket list. I mean, so it puts my life in a massive perspective now. So when I get filled up, I just look at this perspective and go, it's a drop in a bucket. It's not full. You know, because what, what is my aunt going through? What is my sister going through? What is Brittany going through? What is that stranger I never saw has a huge smile face going through that may not be happy? Or maybe he is. Should I talk to him, engage, should I learn something? Yeah. Things, and I think last night, my conversation to you about the let, writing that long letter to people yeah. is, I think a lot of the times, a lot of people just aren't ready for that level of clarity and openness I just and love. Feel like at this point in my life, I've realized that if I don't do that, you'd have to do it. Yeah, if I don't do that, no one's gonna ever do that. Thousand. So, and and my my whole life, and it's been hard for other people to understand. 
my level of intuition, my connectedness, what, what started out as my feelings of insanity that I've honed into through watching my pattern of success versus failure in my gut instincts throughout life for 43 years, I have learned that about 98 to 99%, my instincts are correct. I, my whole problem has been emotionally attaching to things. I, oftentimes when someone is sent to me, I'm waiting for working orders, right? I'm just, I'm here at the lake right now. This is the chapter after mom's death. I'm just, I knew I needed to be here. I knew it somehow instinctually. I don't know why. I just knew that that's where I wanted and needed to be. So here I am, and I'm sitting in silence, and I'm learning to be with me, and I'm trying to just practice peace and practice health and all these things. And I've started to hone in on that a lot of times when I am presented with my service or my working orders or whatever my next thing is, my next, who I'm supposed to show up and help or whatever it is, that I have to, I, it is a sacrifice, but I don't, I think it's a good sacrifice in like what we originally started talking about and leaving some kind of a permanent watermark in that, look, because I had my own abandonment issues, because I was sad, because I was lonely, because I had a broken home growing up, all the things that I just learned in my earth suit in this particular lifetime, I was shedding all these years. So it makes me weak in my practice of showing up to serve and actually help people to change their lives and writing a letter like that or telling someone a truth that they're not ready to hear, whatever it is. My refinement right now in my own personal practice and my own personal life is you know I don't have to fall in love with a person that I'm there to help I don't have to get sexually involved with a person I'm there to help I don't have to I can learn that I can just help them and love them and that universal love is enough to feed the world and to feed me and I'm not alone yeah. by thinking, I think sometimes when I'm attracted to somebody like that, because I told you, I've, I've been in stadiums and, and I've been so many places for so long since I was so young, and because of my intuition, scanning the room, scanning the room, scanning the room, constantly looking and searching for that connection, right? And the very few and rare times that I've had that connection that is undeniable that I have to run into, that I, like a brick wall, I just go running at, which is so rare because usually I repel people and things. When I am attracted in that moment, I, so I think maybe I must misread it often as lust or love or connection or a new friend or something because most often in those situations when someone needs me most when they are on their fucking knees and somehow I have every fucking answer about their entire existence, whether they're ready to hear it or not, those people have broken my heart in the worst possible ways. Friendships, yeah. business partners, lovers, uh, partners, best friends. And it's because I didn't know. I was simply there to serve. I was just simply there to model that back road or, that, or model love or model what I've learned so far in my journey and that I don't have to take it as far as I do. And my own loneliness as a child and my own trauma as a child has bled into those so I wasn't always as efficient at it as possible. Yeah. But the people still came back, like you said, years later or whatever. Or, or if they didn't, I, there was still proof of that moment changed their life. Yeah, that's why, that's why I wanted to talk about this morning because I, 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 I want everybody to know, as part of like this legacy push we talked about, I want people to know 
that you can be really self-aware and be powerful and hone into your own skill and get to that point in your life, which I encourage you know everybody to try to do, which I think a lot of people um, don't don't really tap into as much. But I wanted to bring it up because talking about that that self-awareness, that level of self-awareness like you have, and you know what you're capable of doing, but then being able to cross the line into an emotional being a human, yeah, like. T taking that skill and helping your friends and talking and being emotionally available and, sh and spreading love on it and just pouring dumping kind and love on the people around you and then hitting that one person it's like confusing a little bit of shit is this is this me doing my skill or am I, am I getting emotionally involved in this person for real I can't see the balance or difference Ooh. and Wait, but that brings up the point of sometimes we do the opposite. I didn't even think of that, but we, we talk, we, you and I have talked about that. What about if I do meet somebody who is supposed to be my partner or my soulmate or someone, and how do I help myself from trying to be what I am in the world all the time and fix them or right. come at them like that and, and not ruin and disrespect the mutuality Correct. of, ooh, we have this organic connection, and now all of a sudden I've turned into the same person I am to everyone in the world, and I'm killing Correct. the connection we have organically because I'm not, I don't think I'm better than you or anything, but because I intuitively know everything you might need, I probably make you feel small, and then, and then I feel rejected. Which, which... So that's weird. We've got these two sides of this. It's, this, is the, this is the conundrum of, of being hyper self-aware. When you know yourself so much, and it takes a long time, it's taking me still, and, and, and when you know yourself that well and you have that skill, it becomes, when you start to interact with somebody, you actually start to really connect with on an emotional level, like a relationship level, man, this is not somebody I'm, I'm trying to be a part of their life in a helping way or them helping me. This is like somebody I want to spend my life with. Right. That becomes very dangerous to be really self-aware because if that person's not also in that, that moment or that season of life, you can really fuck that shit up and you can push them further than you ever have. And that's something I've dealt with it's something you dealt, deal with. It's something we, as brother and sister, dealt with. Yeah. Then what you just explained two minutes ago was exactly our relationship for years. It was <coughs> you, you bringing the skill you have to me, me not being ready for it, me seeing it as you, you coming from a top you. position, like I'm better than you. That's how I would perceive it and take it in because... Because you didn't know. You didn't balance the brother part of it. Right. You just did the skill part of it, the amber part. Like, this is what I do to everybody. How can you not see it? You're the closest person to me. You should be the one that sees it. And the closest people, I think, are the one that miss it. Yeah. It's the same reason we don't listen to our parents. Because they just need you to hold parents. space. Yeah. Just hold the space. Just be here with it's me. It's the same reason most people don't, don't listen to their parents, but it, their parents are like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But they'll turn around and look at like their idol or something, and they say, don't do it, then they will. Because it's not the person's closest to him. It's somebody that actually... So I think we have, we have a... We have this... We have this really hard thing. And, and I say we, I say... 
the collective. A lot of people yeah. have the same. The, I, I pre the preacher, the, yes. the pharmaceutical everybody. drug rep, the, the, the holistic practitioner, the guru, the yogi who you think is perfect, who's like, oh my everybody. God, wouldn't I love to be them? I, I had a, one of the guys at the, at the conference I went to, one of the preachers, <clears throat> what, I, what I respect about this group of guys was, one, they're all my age, so it's really relatable, like yeah, we're going the same eras and times. Yeah. But you're like referencing nope. the Beastie Boys, but you're talking about faith. Right. right, and the two of them, two out of like five of them that spoke, both two different days during their, their sermon, what they were talking about, said, and this is something I battle with every day. Now, to look at that as a person up on the stage that we're supposed to think is the, the the, the image of the God, the Lord, whatever, in front of us, saying his word to us, and he's being pumped through by God to us. The you think You think, how could this guy be imperfect? How could this guy be going through the same struggle I'm going through when he's deeply embedded in the word of the Lord or, ne or right next to him? And I thought it was, I thought it was extremely... Um, I thought it was extremely, I think one, it was very self-aware of him to be able to know that one and say it out loud. Because you could be caught up what in the right say? hand of God. Exactly. He said, uh, he, he was talking about one of his messages and, and saying, we, it was talking about the everyday struggle, right? Mm -hmm. Just what we all deal with and what we, what we know is doing good or not. And, and he just backed it up with like, and, I, and every day. I deal with it. Like, there's days that I don't feel like I'm doing anything, that I'm worth anything. Like, he started really digging into the, the heartstrings of, like, the normal person, which, when you see it like that, right, when you look at your, your idol on stage, mm -hmm. or we talked about last night, you look at the Beavers of the World or the, the Beyonce, or all these people we look up and into, and we're like, oh, their music's amazing, they're fucking phenomenal, Taylor Swift, oh my God, she's so good to all these people in Christmas. And Ellen DeGeneres, you look at all these like, wow, which have zero clue what, that they struggle with the same things you and I struggle with. Yeah. Because the, the commonality is we're humans. And there's never going to be a separation between that. There's no human one, human two, human three. This is one species. Everybody we're poops. It. Everybody <laughs> poops. Exactly. Listen up, girls. Everybody poops. <laughs> we know it. Guys are, the guys are onto it. It's crazy. But, but my point is him is like, man, if we can all have that, 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 that self-awareness, that high level of self-awareness, you, you can That's message right. much better and allow your skill to shine through in both uh, 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 just a regular interaction with a human or the person you think you're going to love. And it'd be the same and them not feel any different. Mm-hmm. And I've well, always struggled with... We had to get to that point. Like it, it took, oh, my God. It took this long just to realize, like, <coughs> I'm okay, I'm actually, I can trust my instincts. <coughs> I can show up as me. I know that my works are good. I know that they're selfless. I know that it's coming from a good place. All these things. But then separating when to know it's okay. One, we're all struggling. Two, we're all human. Three, nobody's better than anybody else. Four, there is a difference between the service that we're providing to humanity and our interpersonal relationships in the people that we need to both hold space for and have them hold space for us. We don't want to alienate 
the people that we actually, we do need a small home team. We need a home team that loves us and supports us unconditionally, that we're not alienating <coughs> constantly by being like, well, this is what you gotta do, and this is what, what I, I know this about you. And like, nobody wants that. I don't want somebody following me around telling me every good and bad thing about me, even if it's from a place of love. And this is, and this is the fix. But this is a new us, part of awakening. This is a fixed part of both of us. This is what we've done our whole lives. And we've, we've seen the good in the people around us, our friends, our family. We've seen the inner good and we go, man, they can do so much more. If I could do, they can do it. I know it, so I'm gonna push them. And some people are not ready for push. Yeah. And don't need it push. Sometimes push pushes them back in the darkness and, and further in that hole when it's not our intention because then we sound like we're, dude, I'm right here, I've done it. But, so refining <coughs> the message Yes. Um, you know, how the message is sent, because mm -hmm. I still believe that the message should be there. Sometimes, I think the other th part that we really have to focus on in our own personal refining is, when are we just the match? Like you said, sometimes I'm just planting a seed. I, I want, because I know what I know, because you know what you know, because a preacher knows what he knows, because the big CEO knows what he knows, whatever, we, and we talked about this years ago, early on, about developing educational uh, manuals and things. Right. I can't show you and teach you everything I know in five days, 10 minutes, 10 years. It, it's, it, it's like going to college. It took me 40 years. It's going to take you maybe half the time because you're a millennial or whatever it is. However, I can't teach you where I am. I can teach you how I am. How I am. How, how I, I got there. But also. Not why I am now. That's hard. Yeah, and also the difference between am I just planting a seed right now or can I expect a real change from this situation based on where you're at? Correct. Right? And that's huge. That's really, really huge because I think that for uh, my impatience and knowing for so long was like, okay, I'm going to tell you this magical piece and we're going to change your life. And I expect that from you. And I wouldn't say I expect that from you, but I did. And, and then it was a failure for both them and myself when they couldn't change overnight. And it was like, sometimes I'm just planting a seed. I and think that's the key, that failure. That and, and they might not even get it in this lifetime, and that's okay too, because right. that's none of my business. Well, what you just said is the, the failure, you see it as a failure in the situation, but also as a failure for us. That's, that's the one that's really... That's the one that's really got me back and forth and struggle with, is <coughs> trying to put that effort in with somebody and try to do the things I think I, it wholeheartedly I think are the right things to yeah. help the situation, yeah. and then it not working. No. I have two hurts. I have two major hurts, and it always emotionally wrecks me, and I get, I get sick. I don't get sick often. I get sick from emotional situations. But and I get sick from the first failure of I couldn't help them, and two, I couldn't help them. So I have I feel there. Right. I feel what I think has failed for them, which yes. I don't even know. Yes. And then I feel the failure of myself. We just not delivering it. And so we really have to practice though that that's none of our business. Correct. So. <laughs> That's a dog going cray cray. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, good to see you. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, last thing, <coughs> I think, I think what's important to know is like, sometimes if you're not, if you're not self-aware of you, one, but you're not self-aware of the person you're in partnership with, whether it's a family member, a relationship, whatever it is, if you're not really aware of what, where they're sitting at too, you can get really jumbled up and get in a bad situation. And the example that my current, my, my current situation, my, my most recent example is me caring about somebody so much and watching them struggle with certain things makes me want to come and protect. Right? I want to come and protect, I want to help, I want to help get through it, get over it, get behind you because I love that person so much and then have to, and then have to come off because I need to refine my delivery system a lot. I'm coming from a, a heart, passion, heart position where, I, like, I love you, I want, I want to help fix you, but because how they hear what they're listening or going through, it can come off as me again being up here. Like, maybe I like, well, you, you must be perfect, you don't understand. Like, you, you're, you're sitting from a higher position. And then, let's reverse it one more time. Me internally actually feel from a complete lower position putting her up. So I can never so live up to the situation. So it's like, it, it, it's two people well, never understanding each other fully. Yeah, but it's because of ego and it's because of lack Correct. of patience and, and because we, we, we know what's possible in real time. We actually understand that you can actually change something at the snap mm -hmm. of a finger. However, and you know, I don't have children, but you're the closest thing I have to loving someone in a way that there were times in your life when you were a teenager and different things that I wanted to protect you from a situation I had already been through. And I can only assume that it's an absolute effing nightmare for parents, like one of the reasons I really don't want to be a parent. Uh, you can't, I can't burn you with the fire so that you understand what it feels like to be burned. Correct. I can tell you, look, if you touch that fire, it is gonna hurt like hell, and I love you so much, and I do not want you to hurt that, I don't want you to feel that pain, right? And I could lose sleep over it, and I could beg, and I could get every book on it, and I could have people come in and talk, I could do everything possible. At some point, you're gonna reach out and touch the fire for yourself. Of course, And you almost have, always. So, okay? So, in, in these situations where we're, we're in enlightened conversations with people that we love while doing the work out there in the community, but here we are in our interpersonal relationships kind of, we're not failing, we think we are. It's a perception of failure because of ego. We're not actually failing at all. What we're doing, though, is we're not understanding that, one, we have to be detached from outcomes. We're not in charge of the outcome. Number two, we really do have to let our ego die. And number three, if we're really truly altruistic and selfless, we have to know, like the letter I showed you yesterday, we have to know that at the end of the day, I actually truly do want to help you and love you. Therefore, if the outcome isn't what I wished or wanted or thought it should be, I'm still 100% okay with that, and I love you forever, and I want to see you happy. And, you know, right. hopefully you reach that point one way or the other, and that I can release control of it 
other than giving the love. Like, well, the, more, the more of the people whole conversation. Are not where you said you, you can't, even in the beginning of our conversation, no matter whether we're talking about religion, um, holistic health, alternatives, personal relationships, education, until someone is ready to receive it, it has nothing to do with us. Our job was to plant the seed. Yeah, so that's the moral of the story for me is the conversation today, it ends in don't be, don't ever be afraid to dive in 100% of you because it is this messy. But the point is, even if you dive all the way in, it doesn't work out like you thought it could or should, does not mean it wasn't the right thing to do. Absolutely. So send the love, send the letter, talk to them, open up deeply, be, be kind, be careful, do the things that you want to do in the moment, knowing that no matter, you, we have no control. No matter what, it could turn out unbelievable fairy tale, it could turn out horribly bad, but you have no control over that part, so don't stay quiet. And I think my, my point in the conversation we had this morning was, I thought about our conversation last night, what you wrote, everything we said, and it's like, don't not. Just right. do it. Write it anyway. Don't be scared of it. Don't be scared of the rejection. Don't be scared if of the If it's coming from a place of love. If you're coming from a place right. of toxicity or something, no, no. where we're, we're obviously not coming from that place just, because just we're it. conscious. But yeah, bring if it. you're coming from a place of love, there's, there can never be too much love. Keep throwing and, love at it. And you never know when your conversation or your simple text or your, your letter or your, your constant love every day, like you just keep adding and keep making sure that person knows you're there. You don't know when that can change their life or yours. Yeah, it could be that day, it could be 10 years down the road that you go, wow, I really learned something huge. Or they can be like, I know it's like to have, it, you just, you don't know, so do. Like yeah. That's what I, that's, I think the point of it is like, just do. And let's just, let's just like for a minute, like just really the reason that we know how the smallest gesture can affect someone. Like when you walked in last night to, talk to the girl at the little bakery stand there on State Street and you know we were standing out there and I was thinking what the heck's he doing you know tell him it's a great place or he likes her braids or you know whatever and you came out and there was this like just the human part of me that just kind of wanted to judge like what what the hell did you have to say <laughs> to her and he, he just matter of factly like quickly just on our way to the car skipping across the street was like I noticed the night before when we were in there eating that she cuts herself and so I just went in there and told her she had really beautiful eyes and I saw a little piece of her soul and that she was very sweet and or some compliment, you know, just to let her know that someone saw her and you know, that was so profound and maybe you saved her, maybe you just bought her five years of her life, maybe she was going to go home and kill herself last night or that yeah, last yeah. cut was going to, you know, bleed her out but, um, yeah, I think, stay, I, we, I, I think what you, you point on there is not even what, I said to her, but no. I think the night before is the even bigger point. Like, just, just keep your eyes open. Yeah, like, you look notice. At, look at people. Like, look at them when you order something. Be in the moment for two fucking seconds. Don't get annoyed when she's like, oh, we're out, we're out of coconut milk, and you get annoyed because you weren't even fucking looking at her anyway because you're on your phone. Right. Don't, you gotta give people the same chance that you're given every single day. And, and, and pay attention. And sometimes not given. I was just, before I thought about last night in that conversation with that young woman, I thought about, take away all the business calls you get. Pretend that 
all the business calls aren't coming in. You're in, you're on some you know lake somewhere. We don't get service. Like here. Right. <laughs> How many people? In any of our lives, I don't care who you are, if you're Justin Bieber, Kourtney Kardashian, you're me, well, she, she gets a pass because she has like 97 family members, so she probably gets more calls than the average, but <laughs> the rest of us typically only have, you know, one to three living family members, and then, you know, hopefully uh, maybe a partner, maybe a kid, whatever, right? Um, how many people actually call? If you take all, all the business calls or anything that's relative to living, uh, bills, mortgages, you know, all that. Who, how many people actually call you or contact you on a regular basis with just something positive? So if you think you don't stand out by being that for somebody else, maybe, maybe some of that that I do is a projection of hoping to get that in return. Maybe somebody will send me one kind message every day and I won't be like, who's this loser? Or, you know, maybe, I mean, I got, sometimes my phone won't ring for like a week. And when my phone does ring and my friends call or you call or something, I cannot tell you how profoundly grateful I am to have one person that just in the middle of their own chaos, their own trauma, their own unfolding, their own evolution, they thought of me. And they thought, how are you doing today? Or, I, God, I thought of you and I laughed out loud. Or, yeah. you know, I miss you or I love you. And to me, those are the most profound things in the world. So if I can be that for anybody and really truly mean it from my heart, I'm just gonna keep being that. And they, they can judge me, they can think I'm crazy, they can, well, this fucking yeah, crazy chick, what is she fucking in love with me or look, whatever, I, I don't I, care. I could have walked out and that girl, I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with that dude? And that's a highly likely. Yeah. Because I walked in and walked out. I wasn't in there, right? And that's highly likely. Sure. But my point to this whole conversation is, it doesn't matter. Put yourself out there. Yeah. If it's in kind, put it out there. Then it's out there. You have no control how it goes. But I will tell you this. Negativity is not proven, right? It's, it's proven that negative thoughts create Kill bad plans. situations. No, it just, yeah. it is proven scientifically. Yeah. But we don't have really much, we don't have much evidence to say that positive thinking just gets you out of a situation. It's the opposite. It's weird. But there's a study that the doctor did about, called it self-maximizers and that every human is a self-maximizing individual, and not in the way it sounds. It's, why do you volunteer? He'll ask you 20 questions. Like, you volunteer for church, or uh, the food drive every year. Why do you do it? Are you asking yeah, for just, real? Yeah, why do you do oh, it? Because Simple. it's way better than fucking spending a bunch of money on garbage you don't need for no reason, and all the stress that goes on with it, to cool. see 5,000 people like get a smile on their face because you made a mashed potatoes for eight hours, that's cool. awesome. So, so feels, it feels yeah, good. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, you got something out of it. So, sure. Right, so he's not it's saying... Not bad. Hey, hey, this is what the whole class will do. Okay. The whole class goes, yeah, but it's not bad. It's a good thing. Right. It's a good thing because we're, we're conditioned in our culture to say volunteering is good. This is good. We know good and bad. Yeah. Fine. But he's trying to tell you that it doesn't, it's, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just self-maximizing exists. And everything you do in a day is about you. It All the time. It has to be, right. It has if to be, right? Because we're alone in our projected holographic and, universe. And it, and it matches up to what we always say, right? Love yourself first. Yeah, you can't love anybody or take care of anyone unless so you self maximize. Care of so what he's saying is everybody's a self-maximizer. In that term, 
When you write, when you call your loved ones, when you write them messages, when you send a text every day that takes you two seconds, hey, hope you have a good day. Hey, love you. Hope you're killed today. Little things like that, and you're consistent with it, it's, help, it's, it's giving Me to this, the kind out, right? Yeah. It's pushing kind out, but it's self-maximizing your day. So it is a form of the positive thinking, oh, think, think positive. Think In the good. book, do they say it's like good for your mental health? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's because yeah, as long as you're not doing it to be like, look at me, that's the opposite. Well, it's, it's, it's a, it floats all over the map, right? Like okay. self-maximizing, I did that because it, it made me a million dollars. Like a heart I, I sold that guy I that because I made a million dollars. every time he saves a life. Well, maybe he feels good because he gets paid by the pharmaceutical companies at a normal spot of money. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If he feels good about it, he's self-maximizing. So, so I see the neutrality. Right? See the exactly. So the point is, I think the, the point at all today was just like, look, if you have the opportunity, you have the moment. If you think it in the moment, if you feel it in the moment, if there's something kind that wants to come out of you, you want to say something, fucking say it. Yeah. Whether it's a stranger or somebody you really like that gives you the anxiety inside your chest it's like oh, what if i tell them like they're like they look at me weird like everybody yeah. gets you know that weird yeah rejection and then you start bundling yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I laughed all night about bundling <laughs> and you start bundling i'm i'm, I'm grilling and chilling <laughs> i just want you to know i thought of all this stuff yes. by the way yes you're invited I'm be chilling in the yard. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Anyway, I uh, I appreciate the uh, the ability to talk to you on a, on a just I, I think because we're both going through similar things in in our own personal uh, builds that it's easy to talk to you about what most people have a really hard time talking about, like my podcast. When I came out, I thought, man, it was going to be really hard for me to do this and talk about things that are going to make me emotional and talk about things that w would would stab at my own character. Uh, and I got over it. I said, if it, if it makes me emotional, then it's working. If it's stabbing at me, then I can fix it. If I keep pushing my character out and I push the mistakes out there, I can, I can see it from that angle and I can I can try to fix it. And once I was okay with it, and I was like, okay, now I'm going to have everybody on to help me do it. And what I learned in a hurry was nobody wants that because they're no, not they're in scared. a they're, Well, they're not in a position as well, and it's 100% okay because I actually know how hard it is still for me to do them. I do podcasts now on my own that I still, after I'm really emotional about, like, because I'm like, fuck, why did it take me so hard? I start to feel a certain way, you know? I get that, and not everybody's ready, but everybody, everybody loves to be loved. Yes. Not everybody loves to get fucking attacked. So, if we can clean up our messaging, that's so what we, you and I have been trying to do just with each other, right? Yeah. Our whole lives. Yeah. If we can clean our messaging. And to everyone, because it was all misconstrued. It was all love. Right. It'll never it sound. It out as exactly. something else, and it and wasn't being received. If somebody's in a really hard place. They only he they hear negative first, remember. When they're in a really dark place, they hear, hey, man, I love you. They're like, you, no, you want something from me. They hear it different. They don't, they don't see it as that sometimes. So we have to be sensitive to that. 
So I think messaging is the, the key. How we say, what we say, but always don't be afraid of saying something good. Always. Yeah, and don't wait until you've lost something yeah. in your life to be this, because uh, I think that be partly because of what we've lost, you know, with our mom and our dad and stuff not being here, but, but more than that, I feel like... I, I feel like I've been sacrificing my whole life. I, I feel like as a child I was sacrificing my, I don't know, freedom or freedom of expression or joy or identity or full potentiality because, oh, my parents are having a really hard time. So I can't be as big as I am or fully me because, oh my God, I mean, they're just going through so much. I have to make myself smaller. Whatever goes on in our lives, these weird learned behaviors that take so long for us to understand why we operate and message the way that we do, when, uh, you know, now when I leap off a mountain and I tell a stranger that I feel a magnetic connection with how I feel about him, us, or other, um, I, the permission that I give myself right before I do it is this. I have sacrificed so much already in my life in ways that changed my entire identity, in ways that shaped me, traumatized me, rebuilt me, all these things, that simply telling someone a loving truth cannot possibly do anything to anyone <coughs> other than make me and them better. And so for that, I'm just, I'm gonna just jump into the abyss of vulnerability and nothing to lose. And if the message isn't received or heard in this moment in the way that I sent it, that is none of my business. Love it. Love it. That's it. Keep loving. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>